0: You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Welcome to the father's house welcome our online community for anybody watching online hey if you enjoy the service here do us a favor and share it on social media amen nope okay that's fine no problem if you if you enjoy your church maybe you should share about your church amen amen it's so good to have you guys with us this morning um, I forgot one thing. I don't know if Pastor Faith brought this up, but we, we do have a thing called the journey. The journey is your next steps. If you're like, man, how can I get involved? What's my next steps to get involved in the church? Everybody say the journey. the journey. So the journey, I believe, is in November. Yes, in November, the sign-ups will be coming up soon. Also, another announcement, um, Julian Adams. How many of you are here last year when Julian was here? Um, Julian is a prophet, um, Julian does not introduce himself usually as a prophet, which I like. Um, usually those people are weirdos. My name's Mike and I'm a prophet of the Lord. It's, it's really that tells me a lot about you if that's what, how you introduce yourself. But in Julian is uh, probably one of the most accurate prophetic voices that I've been around in person. Uh, you don't want to miss that Sunday, November fifth. It's gonna be really, really good to have Julian Adams here with us from the table, Boston. He's from uh, ultimately, he's from South Africa, I believe, originally. I um, mean, you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss any Sunday, amen? amen. Amen, amen. So, this morning is gonna be wonderful. Come on, hasn't man? Worship's so good this morning already, man. Some of you might be thinking, man, we, this church—they spend a long time worshiping. We just have this conviction that, man, he is worthy of our praise, and we just want to give him the, the right amount of time to sit at his feet and just be with him and minister to the Lord. Amen? amen? Amen, amen. So we encourage you, if you're getting bored, maybe you need to tune in. Maybe you need to connect in. Maybe you need to start singing. Maybe you need to lift your hands. Amen? Get involved. So... Um, I got a new sticker on my laptop. Maybe some of you can see it or not. It says, I've been drinking. Just to make religious people upset. (laughs) It's not talking about alcohol. It has the scripture in John where it says, you know, those who come to me will never thirst again, right? He's given us rivers of living water. So I love getting up here. I just get in worship and I love to just be in his presence and just get undone by him. That's my favorite Form of sermon prep. Amen. So, um, this morning, I got a very hot topic this morning. I know some of you were here last week. I started talking about money, and some of y'all are thinking, even as I said it just now, some of you are visitors and you're thinking, oh my goodness, are you serious? This church is talking about money. The church is, that's all they want is money. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, go back and listen to last week before you get offended. And then wait. I told some of you to wait. And until this week, and I'm going to do part two about the message about money. How many of you know if we have a whole part of the service talking about money and tithing, we should probably teach about it and at least talk about it sometimes? You know what I mean? Instead of just passive aggressive, we're just going to just do this, even though everybody's weird about it. But what does the Bible actually say? What is God actually asking of us? What is actually required from us? Um, so uh, I, was gonna, I was going to preach on that this morning, but... God just decided to change some plans. So I'll get to it here in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so we'll get, we'll get to it. So this morning I have a, a, an ex- probably an equally, um, <laughs> and I don't even know the right word, a topic that people say we shouldn't talk about in church, and I'm really going to break that this morning. Um, we're going to be talking about Israel. We're going to be talking about elections. We're going to be talking about the role of the church Um, I have a lot of people who are like, Pastor, I've had people tell me over the years, I've had people leave this church because they say I don't talk enough about it. And my response to them was, I will talk about it when God asks me to talk about it, not when you ask me to talk about it. Amen? That might sound bad, but I'm not going to be swayed to say anything people want me to say. I'm going to ask the Lord what he wants me to say. And so this morning, the Lord has just been burning something in my heart since all we've seen going on with Israel in the past few days. And I just really wanna make some things clear. We have some important elections coming up. I wanna to try to answer some questions this morning. Should Christians care? Should Christians vote? How should we do those things? I'm sure by the end of this service, I'll offend everybody, all right? No matter what side you may land on. Um, but I'm sure I'll offend everyone in this room. So just, let's just pray. Amen. (laughs) I could use some prayer this morning um, just to speak just humbly and sincerely what I believe the Lord wants to say. So Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd come and just uh, in a greater measure in this room, Lord, that your presence would just be so thick in this place, Lord, that we would just have a holy reverence in all of you, King Jesus. Father, I pray for the people in this room. God, I pray that you'd give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. Father, I thank you this morning that we come against strongholds of human reasoning. And God, we say that your truth will set us free. Jesus, I thank you that today is a day of breakthrough from people from having deferring opinions. God, we have a biblical opinion and nothing else. Jesus, this is your house. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, I don't know how many of you know, whenever there's wars and things going on, there's a lot of prophets or so-called people who get on the internet. It's prime time right now to make a YouTube video trying to foretell something that's about to happen, right? (laughs) Right. If you want to get famous right now, get online and talk about a dream you're having. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe in that. By any means, don't hear it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm all for the prophetic. I'm all for dreams and visions. I'm all for God speaking. I know he speaks. But I'm just saying that when, when the, the, the world is at war when things start to happen, especially with Israel... You'll start to hear a lot of things about you know what could come, or is the end times? It's coming. How many of you know the end times started back when Jesus first descended? We've been in the end times for two thousand years, right? So people are like, "Man, it's the end! It's the end times!" Israel was at war three other times before now. How many of you know that almost every generation believed that Jesus was going to return in their generation, right? Imagine if you were a Jew or alive in the Holocaust. You're literally getting numbered like a mark of a beast, right? You'd probably be absolutely sure that Hitler was the Antichrist. And you would be like, oh Jesus, definitely coming wars and rumors of wars. We've been in all this for a long time. What am I trying to say? The real question is this, are, are not just we in the last days, but what, are we in the end of the end of the last days? And here's something we, we, we don't know for sure. Here's, the, here's my answer. I don't know, and neither do you. But check this out. We do know this for sure, what Daniel Kalinda would say. We know this for sure, that you are living in your last days. This is something we do know for sure, that my days are numbered. That your days are numbered that you you might not live to tomorrow, not to freak anybody out or whatever, but when we're young, we live like we're invincible. We just think everything's fine, but the reality is this, the church, you are living in your last days, and we need to take up the mantle of what we're actually have been called to carry and be a light in our city, and be a light in our homes, and be a light in our family. The time is now to work on your marriage. The time is now to get in your Bible. The time is now not just because he might be coming back, but because this is your last days. These are your last times, and our life is not just to be just lackadaisical and we just go to church and maybe we'll start a new Bible reading plan in January. Jesus said in Acts chapter one, they said, when we return, he says, only the Father knows the times and seasons. Now there will be signs of the times. So this is, what's happening around our world is a sign of the times, could it be we shall see, right? But what are we called to do, regardless to be salt and to be light? it, does, it doesn't matter if there's a war going on, it doesn't matter we should, our, our, our mission does not change that we should go there for and make disciples of all nations. This is something we need and if anything right now we need to be gathered up and just recognize have a humble reverence that these are our last days no matter how we look at it and we need, to, we need to take up the gospel. We need to stop playing church. We need to stop playing, put my favorite outfit on and sing my three songs and go to my group, whatever, and actually start taking up this mantle and be serious about God. And I'm not saying just to be mean, but like, let's get serious about the Lord. You know how serious he was about you? This, there's a cross up here, a big one. That's how serious he was about you. One of my favorite uh, things to say, or I don't remember who said this, but he said, you know, there's no such thing as a, a hidden or a closet Christian. The whole idea that no one's supposed to know that you're actually a Christian is completely opposite of what the Bible teaches. He says that you're a city set on a hill that cannot be Hidden. That completely throws out this idea that you're supposed to be incognito. No. You're supposed to be an ambassador for him, amen? So number one, if there is numbers, we'll see how many numbers I get today. I just like saying that. It makes you all think I had a bunch of points. But these are our last days, amen? I, when I look at my kids, when I look at what's going on in my life, I'm like, man, what a, I could only live. This is, I'm 34 years old. Am I doing what God is asking me to do with my life? Am I burning for him? Am I walking with him? Am I, where, am, I, am, I on, am I on fire for him? Am I staying with him? Am I not just going to church? You know what I mean? Like I want to live with a holy reverence all the time that these are the only days that I have regardless of when Jesus comes back. Does that make sense? Can we all agree on that much? Well, pastor, when's he coming back? I don't know. But I know that today... I'm gonna work on loving my wife well. I'm gonna work on loving my kids well. I know that today I'm gonna focus on loving him with all my heart, mind, and soul and loving my neighbor as myself. I know that today he's got something for me to do. Regardless, amen? And he's called me to pray for his coming as well and pray for his return as well. Let me say this, the hope of Israel and the hope of Hamas is the Lord Jesus. How many of you know the gospel is not just for the victim, it's also for the perpetrator? Right? Right? The, The answer is, yes, we want to see war stop happening. And let me just say this. This might offend a lot of you. But listen, if you don't actually know people who are in Israel like we do, and all you know is what you've seen on YouTube or some nonsense or what you've seen from somebody to tell you, if you haven't spent time in prayer and discerning what's really going on, Hamas is not the good guy. Wake up. Why are we talking about this at church? Are you kidding me? The enemy has a whole lot to say about it. There's so much deception going on in the world right now and God wants to, we need to be the people who understand the truth. But here's the truth. The ultimate hope for Israel is not just winning a war, it's them to also to have the blinders come off and to see Jesus as the risen king. And not just them, but also the Palestinians. So we need to pray, not just for war to stop, but for both sides to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is ultimately what will stop everything, amen? Come on. Whoo! Hallelujah, I mean, I just couldn't shake this. I just couldn't shake what was burning in my heart. We gotta wake up, guys. We gotta wake up and understand that we're just going through life naive. We're such a naive people in America. Nothing bad will ever happen to us. Nothing, oh man. Silly thoughts. The only, the the biggest line of defense that keeps the Middle Eastern problem from coming to America is Israel. No, just bear with me. It's the only time I'll probably talk about it in a year or so. You'll be okay. Hmm. So, number one, number two, here we go. Only God can change the heart of a nation. Our hope is not in our elected officials, church. We can all agree on that much, right? Our hope is not in who gets elected. Our hope is not in who, gets who elected governor. Our hope is not ultimately in who gets elected president. Our hope is in Jesus, in Christ, in Christ alone. How do we know? The Bible says in Psalms 121, one and two, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Our help comes from Jesus Christ. No matter how good our laws we set up in our land, no matter how good we put our best foot forward to change the, the political landscape of our, our communities, our economic, land, our economic landscape of our communities, no matter what, unless there is heart change. And only the gospel can do these things. But some people, especially in the church, have a, a, a poor, lazy theology. At thinking that it's evangelism, not politics. That's nonsense. And the same people who say things like that are the same people who haven't actually shared their faith in years. I know. All we need is the gospel. All we need, yes, to change hearts, but it doesn't mean that we also play a part in our cities, in our civil duties as well. It's both. And some people, it's like, oh, it's just evangelism. It's not politics. No, 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 it's both. And then you have the other side that it's all politics, and this one's even dumber. It's all politics and, and doesn't really matter that you got more people that are willing to stand on the side of the road and with their favorite political person but won't share their own faith. I'm a little upset. Jesus, help me. <laughs> it's not. Evangelism, not politics. It's definitely not all Paul. If we could just get somebody in the White House, no, that's not going that's not the ultimate goal either, church. It's the hearts of people, it's you being a light, it's you sharing the gospel, it's people coming to this, people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus. This is our ultimate hope. Ultimate hope for our cities, for our schools, and for our nation. Right? So, point number two: only God can change the heart of a nation. Amen. But it doesn't mean that we sit back and give it away. It's nonsense. Let me give you a scripture. Here you go. Well, okay, let me start here again. We say, how many of you know, people, we say things like, even, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, Jesus is on the throne, and he is. (laughs) He is on the throne, amen? This is something we can all agree on. How many of you know that every other power is under his power? And every other kingdom is under his kingdom. And every other spirit is under his spirit. Amen? But he would go on in the book of Hosea. And some people are like, well, it doesn't matter. The Bible says that God sets up kings and God places people in authority and all comes through him. Have you ever read the book of Hosea, chapter 8, verse 4? It says, you have set up kings that, without my consent and without my approval. If we could put that up, that would be nice. people just don't think I made it up. never read that one yeah it was a really good one let me see if I can find it on my phone that's why I'm not texting I promise (laughs) texting Maddie love you baby (laughs) did a really good job this morning I didn't put this in my notes I'm gonna do it now see I'm not a professional preacher as you can see Hosea chapter 8 verse 4 if we could put that up I'd really appreciate that It doesn't matter who's in those positions. God ultimately places people in positions, really. Hmm, that's interesting. Look at Hosea chapter eight, verse four, if we can get that up, please. Maybe, if you could get your Bibles out, one or the other. (laughs) The people, somebody say the people. Check this out. Who? The people. What is the first, or the beginning of our Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, what does it say? We the people. How many of you know we live in a country where actually it should be ran by we, the people? We have the opportunity in our country that people around the world don't have the opportunity to even have any say so in anything, right? The people have appointed kings without my consent and princes without my approval. We can just stop there. Well, look, hold on. By making idols for themselves from their silver and gold, they have brought about their own destruction. Hold on a second. Could it be (laughs) that God is saying, hey, actually, it does matter who you appoint, and it does matter that you ask me about it. And then we have this, this lazy theology that's like, oh, we don't need to vote. We just... We just give it to God. Ultimately, he places people in authority. Well, that scripture just told me you've placed people in authority. How many you know what it ultimately means? How many of you know in the Old Testament, God didn't actually want to give Israel a king? Do you remember? God's plan for Israel was not to give them a king. It was their plan. He's like, okay. This is what you want. This idea, man, it doesn't matter who the president is, God's on the throne. It doesn't matter, that's like saying, it doesn't matter who my daughter dates, God's on the throne. Doesn't matter, God's bigger, silly. Doesn't matter who the principal of our school districts are. It doesn't matter who our mayor is. Doesn't matter, any of those things matter. Yes, they do. Because those things directly correlate with religious freedoms, freedom of speech, protection of our country and the innocent. These things absolutely matter. Right? And people say, oh, we all just be persecuted. You think you're ready for persecution? My goodness gracious. The American church is still making a decision whether or not they're going to come to church on Sunday. You think you're ready just to, for persecution to fly in overseas or in our nation? Come on. Help us, Lord, is a very good response. Hmm. I want you to look at Psalms 115, verse 16. What role do we play? Psalms 115, verse 16. Boom. I like the message. Oh God, remember us and bless us. Bless the families of Israel and Aaron and let God bless all who fear God. Bless the small, bless the great. Oh, let God enlarge your families, giving growth to you, growth to your children. May you be blessed by God, by God who made heaven and earth. The heaven of heavens is for God and he put us in charge of the earth another translation says and he gave the earth to men Do you seeing this here he gave the earth what did he say to adam and Eve? he said everywhere you go right you're going to be of authority it's going to be taken by you he said go and subdue the earth it doesn't mean that we become a a church government and we force people to be Christians. That's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom of God is not a forced Christianity. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But he is saying this idea that you don't play a role in the, 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 the the, the preservation of the earth is not biblical. He says, actually the earth I gave to men. And then we say silly things like, oh, I don't get involved in politics. See, the enemy has deceived you to think that the issues of abortion and transgender nonsense and the attack on children and sexuality and creation, are those are political things. No, those are biblical things. Those are creation issues. Those aren't, those aren't political issues. They've got you to come in and make it a political issue so they say, oh, we stay out of it. Let me tell you this. You know who's not staying out of this fight? The devil. Some of the most wicked people who love sin and who hate Christ are on the forefronts in our cities, in our regions, and in our nation. They're not taking a back seat saying, well, we better stay out of it. Actually, they're getting as far into it as they possibly can, right? And the church the whole time is taking a back seat. I don't know about all that. Instead of being the ones that stand up and say, no, actually you cannot change your gender. I have four children. You know why they know what gender they are? It's because as a father, I have the right, I have this authority, I have the responsibility to teach them the truth. And this has actually, even, just, even if we, it has nothing to do with the Bible, it's just simple biology and simple science. Right, guys? We have the opportunity to place our ballots with people who align the most. Listen, let me say it like this. Everybody's looking for a pastor to vote for. We're not voting for pastors. People are like, oh, I hate this guy because so he's not perfect. We're not voting for your pastor, church. We're voting for people who we think will at least rule rightly and with justice and morality that will protect the unborn. Hmm. Here's the problem I see in the church we got our Christian view, and then we got our our other worldview. That's actually impossible. If you're a born again believer, you have a biblical worldview and nothing else. Everything else bows to your biblical worldview. Why? Because we're weird and we're dogmatic and we just want to be hateful people? No, not by any means. Because we believe God's word is the standard and God's truth. We're just simply saying, hey, I don't make these rules up. God does. And we just align with these things. We align with what he says. Amen? Amen. So, Should we take a back seat? Absolutely not. Some people are like, well, the New Testament, Paul, Jesus, they didn't talk about voting. They weren't allowed to. There was no voting. You know what I mean? That's like saying they didn't talk about going to nightclubs. There wasn't any nightclubs. It's like saying people say, well, the Bible doesn't talk about not smoking weed. They weren't allowed to vote. That's why Paul would tell us, hey, pray for your leaders. Pray that hopefully they'll treat us well. <laughs> and we'll be able to live in peace among them. At least just pray for them. <laughs> but we have the opportunity actually to elect the ones that will, that will help us live in peace. Why do you think everyone, people are like, oh, man, we've created this crazy world. where We're trying to get people to hate America. Why do you think everyone's coming here? Don't be deceived, church. And I'm not just a, some weird nationalist uh Uh, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm an ambassador of a different kingdom. And for too long, the church is picking sides and wearing their badge of their political party without first saying, no, I am a son of the living God. We're actually a sojourner. I'm a citizen of heaven. That's who I am first. But second, I'm also a citizen of Owensboro, Kentucky. And I have some civil duties to what? To, to subdue the earth, to preserve the earth, to, have, to be a salt. What is salt? Why does he say you're a salt to the earth? Because salt preserves, to protect, to preserve things. If you're upset, go to freedom. We love you. You know, I had so much warfare talking about this for the last two days in my home. I could just feel this, this, this spirit just trying to choke me out to not speak on these things. And I was like, oh, wow. But the enemy must not know me very well. Because when I know that I can feel warfare coming, I know what I'm doing is right. And I'm like, okay. Here we go. So does it matter? Absolutely, it matters. Right? The enemy is being completely involved in what's going on in the world and the church needs to get more involved. Amen. America is called to be an evangelist to the earth. How many of you knew that? How many of you know we are a sending nation? God has sent missionaries and sending money from all from America all over the globe to advance the gospel our religious freedoms here are very very important to keep amen and there's an attack right now on freedom of speech how do we know because you're not allowed to say something because it hurts someone's feelings have you ever thought that what you say hurts my feelings? but guess what, that's what freedom of speech is about. Well, you shouldn't be able to say it because it's mean. Well, I think what you're saying offends me. So what do we do? It's called freedom of speech. You can say what you want and I can say what I want. And neither one of us can be violent. Does this make sense? Attack on freedom of speech will ultimately lead to an attack on religious freedoms church. And we don't just stand back and just give our freedoms away in the name of, I don't know, God doesn't talk about it. Silly. We stand. And God has called some people to run for office. and Not all of us, praise God. Not me, I'm not the one. But we need more godly politicians. Can we agree on that? <laughs> there we go, there's some amens. When he wants to know the Lord, who seek his face, who seek his will. Amen? So, how should we vote? One of my favorite scriptures that I found just diving into this was in Joshua chapter five, I believe. You remember when they're at war, going to Jericho, and the angel of the Lord shows up, and they ask him, Who are you with? Are you with us? Are you with them? How does he respond? Neither. <laughs> and some people take that as in that I shouldn't vote at all. That's, what, he, what he's saying is, I'm not, a, I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I'm not in any of those things. Are you with me? You want me to tell you how you should vote? Holy Spirit, who out of these choices, <laughs> Do you want? Period. Well, listen, I don't vote for people based on what party they're in. I couldn't care less. I vote on people who align more. What is the point of voting, church? The point of voting is to elect people that represent you. And you're thinking, well, they don't represent me all the way. Well, no one's going to, friend. I get in line with the ones who represent Biblical worldviews and values the most, and that's where I place my vote, period. Every time, I don't have to think about it, I don't have to wonder, right? It's, it's literally that simple. And, and there's so many emotional arguments going on right now about these hot topics. If you've been on YouTube, you've been on Facebook, you're seeing all these ads and campaigns that are trying to pull at your emotions and get you to stop thinking biblically. The issue of abortion is a very hot topic I did this a few years ago. I'm gonna do it again today. Carter, would you stand? Carter was a Carter was a prime candidate for abortion. High school pregnancy, drug addict, parents. Let's just make it real. You know what, you know what I'm saying? And the world would say. That's inconvenient for you. The reality is we pull out emotional arguments on the 2% of abortions that are incest, rape, whatever else it is, and we make an emotional thing. The answer still isn't kill the child, church. The ultimate, the, the most fundamental human right is the right to live. And we just sang a song. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Did you know what I'm saying? And you're over here singing it and shouting it, but then you're like, well, sometimes really bad stuff can happen, and we don't know, we should just kill it. I mean, I thought we said you take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it around for good. And we're not even going to give God a chance. Hallelujah. My goodness. I'm glad we kept Carter. We had somebody, listen, we had somebody in our life who told us not to. You're young. you got your whole life ahead of you. (sighs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) They won't have a good life anyways, blah, 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 blah. I thought my God turns things around. I thought that's what he does. So how do you vote? Ask the Holy Spirit. Some of you, I can already fill in the room. You won't do it, and that's the issue. You have already made a predetermined decision based on party, and that's how you know you're carrying a political spirit. I know it's a good Sunday, isn't it? If you've made a predetermined view just on party, you're carrying a political spirit. If you think ultimately the politics, you're more excited about that than you are about the gospel, you're carrying a political spirit. If you don't have compassion for people on both sides, you're carrying a political spirit. Let's, let's do it all today. <laughs> right? Lord, help us. <laughs> We don't just wanna pray for Israel, we pray for Hamas with the same zeal. Gosh, with the the same zeal and the same fervor and the same compassion. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he's good, isn't he? Don't worry, I'll go eat Mexican here shortly and you'll be okay. So our Christian views our worldview, those have to be together, church. Amen? Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen? Hmm. I encourage every person. We have a very important election coming up on November 7th about our governor. I don't know if some of you remember, but our governor now was taking license plates of people when they were at church during COVID. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Ask the Lord. Look at the resources. If you need a resource, get your phone out right now. Do me a favor. Be educated, right? Educate yourself. Don't just get in there and vote one way, even though you have no idea who you're voting for or what they believe. Do some do some study. Look into it for yourself. You put that up on the screen, you take a picture of this. O means opposed, S means in support of. I can't tell you who to vote for, because it's illegal. If you wanna ask me privately some other time, I'll tell you who I'm voting for, no problem. Because I'm not afraid. (laughs) You got a picture of it? Awesome. You can put it, take it down, please. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. Look at your neighbor and say it does matter. Hmm. Amen. I was at the coffee shop this morning. I told a guy I was preaching on. He's like, "Why are you talking about that?" Because it has so much to do with all of our lives. What are you talking about? <laughs> it Has to do with everything. Every thing that goes on in our schools and our city laws everything that happened people were saying well it doesn't matter who we vote for for the abortion rule that's just what they use to get people uh, the Christians vote Well, last time I checked we had a new Supreme Court justice appointed a couple of them and we got a Roe versus Wade overturned so I think it does matter actually it actually does matter I know I love you. You No, you might be mad at me, that's okay. Hmm. We live in a free country and we want it to stay that way. And you do too, I promise. You do too, for our children, for the sake of our kids, for the sake of the future of our nation. Amen. And don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying God can't bring revival depending on who's in the White House. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying he's given us a responsibility to steward the earth. Some of the greatest forms times of persecution the church exploded the most. But that's not what we're praying for. I pray we all get so persecuted and killed that the gospel goes. I mean, you know what I mean? When's the last time you've prayed that? You haven't. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I promise you, you have not so what do we do we ask the holy spirit we actually get involved we actually go to the with a ballot you actually show up you know why because there's so many people who are showing up on who, who actually oppose god church and oppose our nation i mean come on we got to get some uh, some wisdom this morning amen How many of you believe we need prayer? Let's stand. (laughs) Mm. Jesus, we love you. Father, I thank you that one of the words you've given over our church for a long time is that you're melting old mindsets like the sun against the snow. I just pray if the Lord's trying to get something to you this morning that you would allow him to. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just have a small prayer meeting for a moment? We'll just pray for the Middle East. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to bring peace. Peace, Lord. We speak peace over the Middle East, Father. We speak peace and redemption and restoration of all people, Lord, to come to you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you would give visions and you would show up to people in their dreams, God. That you would stop terrorists in their tracks, Lord. That they would meet you in the night, Father. And you would reveal your kingship and your glory to them, Jesus. Father, we thank you that the word of God says that you are near to the brokenhearted. Father, I thank you for those that are even coming to you right now over there, God, that are finding hope in Jesus, Lord, that your presence would be so near, that your comfort would be so close. Jesus, help us. Father, we lift up this church and this city and this nation, and God, we just pray that you would help us to steward this place, to steward this land for your glory and your glory alone. Father, I pray for a conviction to fall on your people, to do simply just whatever you say to do. Hmm. Father, you would forgive us in this room for carrying a political spirit that thinks that is the ultimate answer. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for keeping you out of our opinions. We serve you and you alone, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Father I pray for a courage of the young people in this room I pray for the courage of our college age students in this room that are carrying their faith to college campuses and carrying it to their friends Lord I pray for a boldness and a courage Lord to stand up for the truth of the gospel for fresh baptism to the Holy Spirit and fire Lord would fall on all of them to burn for you Jesus God I thank you just for an unashamed generation that's rising an unashamed generation that's rising. It stands on the word of God. and doesn't waver. We love you, Jesus. If our prayer team's here, could you come? We'll switch gears for just a moment. If you're here today, I just want to give an opportunity. If you're here and you're like, man, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus at all. I need to get born again, I need to get saved, I need to surrender my life to him. The Bible says that Jesus did not come to condemn the world but he came to save the world. Jesus is not here today presenting himself to condemn anyone in this room but it's an invitation to save your soul. If you need salvation this morning, if you need to trust in him, if you need to be saved, I want you to do something very bold, would you just lift your hand right where you are right now and say, man, I need to be saved. I see that hand over here. Anybody else? I need to be born again. I need to give my life to him. Come on, we don't, we don't want to turn the lights off, nobody looking around. We want you to be bold for him. He wasn't embarrassed of you publicly when he died. We're not going to be embarrassed of him. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right where you are? I saw one over here to the right. I see another. Come on, Jesus. I see another down here. Hallelujah. And some of you might be thinking, man, I've just, I've ran away from the Lord for many, many years. And I I just know he's calling me back to him. If that's you too, just lift your hand. I've seen three of you so far. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's another over here. If you would be bold enough right now, would you just lift both your hands to heaven? Those who raised your hands, come on. You know who you are. Just lift them up over your head. This is a sign of surrender. Come on, we're not ashamed of the gospel, the Bible says. And could you just pray with me? It's not about a certain prayer, it's just about a prayer from your heart. Would you just pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose from the grave. I give you my life. I surrender all to you. And say this like you mean it, and from this day forward, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, listen. For those of you who made a decision for Christ, please, before you go, come down front, one of our prayer team, make your way to the welcome desk. We have a new believers book for you. We have a connection card. We want to connect with you. We want to talk with you about the decision you made. We want to help you. We want to walk with you. We'd love to have you. Um, There's also some small groups that are meeting still that you can get involved in right now. Go to the welcome desk, get involved in a small group. So, so good. Come on, church. Can we give it up for Jesus one more time? Hallelujah. Hey, if you need prayer for anything at all before you go, um, prayer for your family, prayer for your marriage, just prayer for healing in your body. Our altars are open. Do me a favor real quick. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you need prayer? Say, I'll go with you. Awesome. Father, just bless your people. Bless this church. Bless this city. In Jesus' name, bless you guys. Have a good afternoon.